Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, day 165 and day 178 since Joe promised he wouldn't abandon Americans. By the way, take note, those of you that have loved ones in Ukraine, that as Joe abandoned Americans in Afghanistan, the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan, so he shall too abandon people in Ukraine. They're even they're even telegraphing it. They're saying it. Um, so you might want to contact people you know and say, get out, because, you know, Joe's not going to go in and rescue them. I can tell you that much. So news breaks today that Justice Stephen Breyer is to retire from the Supreme Court, liberal justice. And it's interesting how this this all came into being so far that I have seen. um, The report is real, but he's angry about what has happened here. Um, Shannon Bream, my colleague at the Fox News Channel, is very connected to the Supreme Court. Uh, apparently reporting now that Breyer is not happy that his retirement plans were, in fact, leaked to the media before he made the announcement himself. Democrats have long been pressuring Breyer to retire because they want to make sure that Biden gets a chance to fill that seat and not the next Republican president. Probably also a great fear among Democrats that Republicans have uh, pretty good odds of taking back not only the House, but maybe the Senate as well, which, by the way, I don't think would mean that much. When you have the likes of, you know, Ben Sass, the jackass and and Lisa Murkowski, although, you know, she she would still be there post-election, at least for a period. Um, and and other liberal Republicans, Mitt Romney, et cetera, that probably would say, no, we're going to go along with the Democrats on this one because they love to go along and get along. Anyway, Biden told reporters that he would have more to say later about the retirement. He said there's been no announcement from Justice Breyer. Let him make whatever statement he wants to make, and I'll be happy to talk about it later. The president was asked to comment on the news of the liberal justice's retirement right after several media outlets reported it before a White House event. It's, it's always been the decision of any Supreme Court justice if and when they decide to retire. It's a lifetime position, and they want to announce it, and that remains the case today. We have no additional details. Anyway, so that that's how he's responded to all of this. But with that said, it does look like, in fact, Breyer's out and retiring. And it looks like the timing is such doing it now that Democrats don't want to take any chances because they want a reliably left wing liberal judicial activist to fill the seat. And this is where judicial philosophy and elections have consequences. Right. I mean, think about it. Um you imagine getting another conservative on the Supreme Court? I've mean, not heard liberals talking lately. Maybe it was when they lost the battle over breaking the filibuster about them packing the court. At some point, we had expected that they would get, I think we had that announcement about, it was a bit of a wash on the recommendations about whether to pack the court. Um, so much speculation on social media that Kamala Harris would become the choice of of Joe Biden to sit on the Supreme Court, a lifetime position. 
Um, I know that there's been so many reports that their relationship is strained and that would then put in place probably somebody that Democrats think would be in a better position to compete in 2024, assuming that Joe Biden is not going to be capable to run for another term. Joel Pollack had tweeted out something. I didn't know that Kamala would be the first Supreme Court justice to have failed the bar exam. Uh, that would be an interesting side note. Um, but liberals don't make Democrats don't usually make mistakes with their Supreme Court choices. Now, I'll be honest, I've kind of given up on trusting the Federalist Society. No offense to the people over there and everybody in between. You know, they always recommend, you know, the David Suiters of the world, the disappointments. You can go back to John Paul Stevens, Earl Warren, et cetera. Uh, I, you know, I guess I can think of what Byron White for the Democrats is a disappointment. But, you know, if you look at the current court configuration, the mainstream thought is that this is a conservative court. Uh, I would say a moderate conservative court would be more accurate. Now, you have real originalists and constitutionalists on the court like Clarence Thomas. Sam Alito's has a great track record. Neil Gorsuch seems to be in that category. And. I think John Roberts is too has been shown himself to be too concerned how history will view the Roberts court. And that and I think it's best exemplified by the many reports that had come out that he had voted with a majority would have been what would have been a majority to overturn Obamacare. And at the last minute changed his mind and that politics played a big part in his decision making. You know, the jury is still out on Justice Kavanaugh. He seems a little wishy-washy to me up to this point. And Amy Coney Barrett, I just I just don't have enough information yet to see where which way she's going to lean in the court. My guess is it's going to be to the left of Thomas Alito and, and Gorsuch, you know, moderate conservative, probably at best. But we'll have to we'll have to wait, watch and see. Um, I don't think Republicans are going to put up much of a fight. That's my prediction. I don't think in an election year, uh, it, it's. I just don't see it as as a viable option for them. Um, although you know, let's find out who the person is that is nominated, and um, you know, Greg Jarrett will weigh in on on the possible options. Joe Biden did say he would appoint an African American woman, so um, you know, we'll see who he picks. Um, we have some really bad news on the economy. I mean, it's really bad. This is even fake news CNN. They're now reporting that Biden's inflation crisis has 42 million Americans, 42 million, struggling to afford enough food to feed their families. Welcome to welcome to Joe Biden's, you know, long, dark, cold winter. I mean, and his America. Um, 42 million. Now, I go shopping every week. I'm. I'm even getting a little bit shocked at how high prices have gotten. I, I eat kind of a paleo diet, so I'm, I have like one vegetable a day, one salad a day, and then everything else I eat is meat. And, you know, anything from pork ribs to chicken. You know, I like a thin-sliced chicken breast. I like uh, chicken wings. I like steak. I like chopped meat. I mean... I just vary up the options and cook them different ways, but it's pretty much the same food every day. And the price of meat in particular is very expensive. The price of everything, though, has gone up. 
We're now paying more for everything. Now, you go a little deeper into the CNN article, prices are rising for nearly everything. It's nice of them to catch up with us. We've been saying it forever, biting into everyone's income. But the surging cost of food specifically hits especially hard, exacerbating the, the wealth and income disparities between the richest and poorest Americans. Of course, they got to play class warfare. But, but it's true. Joe Biden's policies are disproportionately negatively impacting the poor and the middle class in this country. And it wasn't that long ago when I remembered I had to struggle to pay my rent. One of the most closely watched categories is food. Soaring prices hit consumer pocketbooks, uh, especially the people least able to afford it. Food prices in December of 2021 increased nearly 7% from a year earlier, according to the Bureau of Labor, a consumer price index, the fastest pace of food price inflation since October of 2008. Look, this is the highest inflation we've had in 40 years. And these these prices uh, exacerbate food insecurity, according to the Census Bureau's household uh, household pulse survey. Forty two million Americans said in early January they lack sufficient food because they couldn't afford to buy enough. I don't really have a lot of suggestions There there are inexpensive ways to to make healthy meals um, but it's probably not what most people want, and nor should they have to worry about the high price of food. And if we had a competent president, we wouldn't have this problem to begin with. Then we've got this other bit of bad news. Bloomberg reporting today that the energy market now, they're predicting that if Russia, in fact, goes through with this minor incursion, as Joe calls it, into Ukraine, it could send the price of oil as high as a buck fifty, 150 bucks a barrel. That's up from $90 a barrel right now. Now, you know, you see it at the pump. Average person paying around a buck fifty more a gallon, and that's going higher because there's a lag time with the increase in the price of a barrel of oil. By the time, you know, it gets refined and, and brought to your gas station, that you're going to see the price increase. So if the, the oil price per barrel goes 40% up on the global market. Well, what does that mean for you? You know, does that jump by by 40 percent? Are we looking at what California has five, six dollar a gallon gas, seven dollars for them later, maybe more? You know, the threat of this military action. Now, there are people out there saying, well, what do you want to do, Hannity? The president yesterday, he he put eighty five hundred troops on a heightened state of preparedness. I mean, that is the single most meaningless, dumb gesture that any president has ever made. We're not going to war with Russia, nor should we go to war with Russia. How stupid would that be? You know, this, but, you know, when, when a hostile actor, Putin, a hostile regime, Russia, a compromised Biden syndicate family, you know, what, what options do they have? There's really only one way to, to push back Putin. Putin's economy, 50% of it, is based on oil and energy. That's why this Nord Stream 2 pipeline that Donald Trump prevented, that that Biden gave a waiver on, you know, is obscene in every way imaginable. Anyway, J.P. Morgan Chase economists raised eyebrows last Friday. They detailed what would happen if, in fact, Russia has a minor incursion into Ukraine and that it could lift the price of a barrel of oil to a buck $150 a barrel. 
Now, they estimated such a shock would be enough to drive global growth down, you know, nearly a full percentage point in the first half of the year and worldwide inflation to surge above 7%. And gas is particularly sensitive now with Russia holding back supplies. For the past few months, prices have tripled, boosting the cost of electricity across the continent. And they're doing it on purpose because they know Joe's, Joe's allowing it all to happen. Our trade deficit in goods has topped a trillion dollars in 2021 for the first time as the U.S. is gobbling up imports. Well, that only helps China and other enemy countries, other hostile regimes. When Joe Biden took over as president, we now have two trillion more dollars in debt in only one year of this guy being in office. You want to talk about stagflation or recession inflation? When the inflation rate is high, economic growth slows, unemployment remains steadily high. Yeah, it's not a good it's not a good combination. And it seems like that's what we're headed for. And and even Joe's, you know, media mob protectors are out there saying, "Uh oh, this is getting bad. And now you see even The New York Times editorial writing that Biden has contributed to his own political woes, you think. And Chuck Todd now and even fake news CNN. Because they don't want to go down with his sinking ship. That's why all these politicians like Stacey Abrams and others don't want to be seen with him. Who was it that said recently, no, I don't, I don't, oh, it was Beto Bozo. I don't need you in Texas, Joe. Thanks anyway. He doesn't want to be seen with Biden at 33%. Nobody wants to be seen with him. And he can barely, you know, put together a coherent sentence. Listen, you don't only vote in November. You're voting every single month with all the money you spend with the companies you spend it with. And if you're still a customer of one of those large, overpriced wireless carriers, we all have cell phones, meaning Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T. Guess what? You're overpaying, and I can offer you, through Pure Talk, a veteran-run company, business, the same exact coverage, the same exact 5G network, the same exact cell towers, the same number of bars on your phone. You keep your phone, you keep your phone number, and the average family saves close to 1000 bucks a year. Now, with Biden inflation, don't you think that's a good idea to pay a lot less uh, so you can save some money, especially in these tough economic times? Anyway, it's really simple to make the switch for the exact same service. Just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword save now. You'll even get an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword save now. That's the exact same service, and you're paying about half from our friends at Pure Talk.